This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You have to come together rather than fighting and always just saying, this, according to my principles, I, this is a free country and I'm going to have the freedom to wear no mask. Yeah, you have the freedom to wear no mask, but you know something? You're a schmuck for not wearing a mask. Sean Reimer, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Oh, my God, you're from Austria. You idiots. You're from Austria. Hitler was born in Austria, you moron. He's in California, same thing. News Talk 550, KTSA. It's the day of the morons. We're going to roll out the morons today, man. I'll be masked. <laughs> I'll be masked. <laughs> what a knuckle-dragging weirdo he is, man. He's short, too. He's about this tall. 210-599-55. That's his big contribution to cinema. The Arnold Schwarzenegger grunt. Get in the chopper. 210-599-55-55. It's the Sean Show, and I'm Sean. It's seven minutes after nine. Hunter Biden, <laughs> the smartest guy, the smartest guy Joe Biden knows. <laughs> Man, hey, can we talk about Hunter Biden just for a couple of minutes? Just brighten your day. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking at the, the Mail Online story. Naked Hunter Biden tells prostitute Russian stole another laptop. He's now naked Hunter Biden. Um, <laughs> I make like gazillions of dollars. I just, you know, he's, he, he's man, he's a doofus. He, he really, he's, if you don't know, a new video has surfaced of naked Hunter Biden uh, in a motel room, uh, na- naked uh, with some prostitute. And he's just, <laughs> there's video going. I guess they had the video going during the business exchange or the, you know, business part of uh, of the dealio there. And then he starts talking to her about his life. Because that's what you do with a prostitute. You tell them all your most intimate secrets. Especially the kind of thing you take down your dad's presidential campaign. That's what you do, man. You get buck-ass naked, get a good buzz on. And start talking about Russian drug dealers stealing your laptop. Ooh. I'm just going to start off every segment today with, you know, I was having some crazy sex last night. And it, it really, but, but I mean, it's in all seriousness, it's really bad, man. I mean, it's, it's bad. He, he is, and he, he's talking about how he, he went on an 18-day bender in Vegas with Russian drug dealers and however many prostitutes. They went from penthouse suite to penthouse suite. Sometimes some of these cost about you know 10,000 bucks a night. 
He wasn't hanging out with Tom Bodette. He, he was doing a $10,000 a night penthouse thing with Russian drug dealers, prostitutes. Whew, he's, he's, this is what he's telling another prostitute. Says he pass. I, I'm, I'm not going to play the audio. I'm not going to. I'm not going to read the script. But he he passes out he, by his own admission. He passes out in the hot tub. Uh, and he wakes up, and I guess they're gone. Everybody's gone. They cleared out. Well, they didn't. They thought he was going to die. They didn't know if he was even alive or dead. They didn't call an ambulance or anything. They left him there in the in the hot tub. He wakes up. According to what he told this prostitute, they stole his laptop. This is the third laptop, right? The, the one was he dumped at that, that computer shop in Delaware. Another one the feds got a hold of. And now the third laptop. And the Russian drug dealers he was partying with stole it. And he's, he's worried they're going to blackmail him with it because there was all kinds of crazy sex on the laptop. Then he goes on to tell the prostitute, and they love hearing this, that, you know, I make gazillions of dollars. And he's worried they're going to blackmail him, and it's 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 so deeply weird. And you know, I, I'm no angel, baby. I, I've I know all the guys are nodding their heads. I'm no I'm no angel. I, I've at times lived something of a crazy life myself. But man, Hunter Biden is a whole different planet. A party man. He's he's woo, woo. And if if you if you do watch it, or if you can bear, it's like three and a half minutes long. If you can actually get through the video, Hannity played the whole damn thing last night. Because he's a weirdo. Let not your heart be troubled. We have all three three full minutes of Hunter Biden. We're going to play the whole thing. And he did. And, you know, Don Moore, I don't know if you guys saw, but like the, the prostitute's like, so like they're going to blackmail you? I mean, she's so interested, you know, in what's going on. Well, like, if they're going to blackmail you, and they've done it already, I'm still getting paid, right? She seemed like a real Einstein, too. And just, what a freak show, man. <laughs> That's a, one of the smartest men the president knows, man. So he's got a real low metric for that smart thing. I've not seen the video. Ooh, Don, it's just bad. He's just he's naked and blurred out. Thank you, Jesus, for the technological ability to blur out his naughty bits. But he's just riffing to a prostitute. It's like, dude... Could you maybe get a therapist and, and maybe talk to a lawyer, perhaps? Maybe yeah. your blank-ass lawyer you, you could have gotten, you know? And Most people, you know, spill their guts to, you know, the barber or the bartender. But a prostitute? A prostitute? Is yeah. that the go-to person I would think, for, think you know, you'd want to share your life secrets with? Just putting it out there, that's Just all. Confiding with Biden. Confiding with Biden. Tonight on Confiding with Biden. <laughs> A naked Joe Biden, a naked Hunter Biden spills his guts to a prostitute in a hotel room. Russian drug dealers. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? If this had been a Trump kid, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. But just sitting, just listening to him ramble. My dad's going to be president. He's going to run for president. He is. He is. He is. He is. He, you know, you ever you ever hang out with somebody who's on crack? I've known a couple of people that were crackheads over the years. They have that way of riffing. Mm-hmm. My dad's going to be president with the buggy eyes. He's going to be president. He's running for president. He is. He is. He is. He is. He is. You know, it's like they're, they're, we're talking about National Vinyl Day. It's like the needle gets stuck. It's like Joe Pesci in Lethal Weapon. 
Okay, 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 okay. My dad's gonna run for president. Okay, Russian drug guys. Okay, 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 okay. I was doing some crazy stuff on video. Okay, okay. Dude, why didn't you turn the video off, man? Why did why? He, because he's. We've had examples of video coming out with this guy. Why? Sometimes I think secretly he actually hates his father. Do you know what I mean? Like secretly in his drug-addled brain. And I've been addled on occasion myself over the course of my bumpy ride. But let me tell you something. This guy, why does he leave the video going? I think he hates his dad. He does the, the, the video that came out where he's arguing with his, his, his deceased brother's you know, widow about going to rehab and he's taking sucks off the crack pipe right there on camera. Mm-hmm. Why would you do that unless you... Do you think nobody's going to see it? He's good friends with Jeffrey Tubin. <laughs> <laughs> they have the same agent. God. They well, have the same agent. Right. You know, perhaps it's just the lifetime of dad bailing him out of no matter what. He, the, far be it for me to speculate because that's not my job. Sure. But, you know, you can't help but think when you hear and see of these instances with Hunter Biden that the worst is yet to come from the things that he has done in his past. Right. You know, this latest thing that we're talking about today, when I first heard about it with Trey this morning, you know, Trey brought it up to me when I, when I walked in this morning, we were talking about it, and I wasn't surprised. Right. And I wasn't shocked, and I wasn't impressed, you know. It's just, well, it's Hunter Biden. You know, we've heard about these things. I guess, you know, yeah. What, what other things are going to come along where it's just going to be, you know, <laughs> Well, it's just Hunter being Hunter. You know, I mean, it's, at what point? Like, yeah, Chris and I were talking, is he going to be like a, is there like a furry video going to come out? You know, where he's dressed right. up like a panda or something like that? You know, doing it, hits of the crack. But at that point, you'll be kind of inured to be like, ah, well, it's just Hunter. It's going to get to the point where even Robert Downey Jr. comes out and says, yeah, dude, you know, you, dude, you, you are you're off the up. hook, man. You've got some problems. <laughs> you're yeah. off the hook. Right. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, it's, 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 I can't help but think that there is so much more that we're going to find out as time goes on. Well, apparently he's a member um, of the Caligula fan club, and he's uh, <laughs> was doing some crazy crap in a pool. Charlie Sheen video. says, not winning. <laughs> not winning. Yeah, if Charlie Sheen comes out. No tiger blood there, baby. Right? You're even too much for me, pal. Yeah. I couldn't hang with you. Right. All right. 210-599-5555. You know, it's just, a, you know, I can't help but think it's just as... A lifetime of dad's going to bail me out. He's obviously spoiled beyond comprehension. His whole life, his you know, father's been connected. Yeah. You know, so and there's really not much he can... He I'm can going do. to rehab! You know. Affluenza. Affluenza, right One there, One more baby. hit, then I'm going to rehab. I'm going to rehab! I'm going! I'm going! Rehab's for quitters. <laughs> <laughs> Quitter! Jeez. <laughs> Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on uh, Newstalk five fifty KTSA. Hi, this is Trey Ware, and you're listening to Newstalk five fifty KTSA at FM one zero seven one. Stay connected. Twenty two minutes after nine on Newstalk five fifty KTSA. We're going to talk about the migrants. But I just will say one more thing. If you were watching Fox News last night when the Hunter Biden story came out, didn't Hannity seem like he was just a little too into the video? Do you know what I mean? Let not your heart be troubled. We're going to show again. Show the video, the full three minutes and 39 seconds. We're going to show again here on Hannity. And then we're going to show it again in slow motion, frame by frame. It's like, dude, it's getting a little creepy in here. Uh, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Wow, Laredo. Hmm. 
well, Nurdenburg and and uh, that slobbery judge uh, that we have, the county judge, are, are you know mandating that your kids wear snotty masks uh, all day in school because that's their job. Tell you how to raise your kids. We keep asking. I've been asking on on this show and on Where in Rima. Uh, you know, can we get some information on the COVID infections from the migrants, the migrants, the illegal aliens that are you know, obviously rolling into this city? Do we know uh, what they're? Do we know? Do we know? Because what I've been screaming and yelling about for you know a while now is we're shipping tens of thousand people into this country every single stinking day. You know, do we know who's COVID and who isn't? We know that Border Patrol guys are getting sick. We know that uh, they're being dumped in uh, hotels in uh, towns along the border and God knows where else, probably in Florida, probably being shipped out to Florida. Because you got to get rid of DeSantis and Abbott. And, you know, they're ending up at Whataburgers coughing all over their, you know... <laughs> Coughing all over their their uh, their chicken strip sandwiches there, and I'm just coughing to COVID, and I'm like, well, you know, it, we, you, you can't sit there and tell me that all these people coming into the country are not a factor, and now we kind of know. Uh, Laredo Mayor Pete Saints Saints uh, is admitted now to the media that his town Laredo was getting so overrun that they, they had to stop testing for COVID because once they test for COVID, well, then they got to take ownership of the people to a certain extent. Then you got to provide them with hospitalization. you got to provide them with care. You know, you, you have to then care for them if you determine they have COVID. And he says, in Laredo, we just simply didn't have the resources. Couldn't do it. Chris, wasn't it in Laredo where they were actually running out of buses or along the border in general? Uh, so I guess they finally got the Biden administration to talk to them and the Department of Homeland Security, uh, and, and the Biden administration basically said, uh, no, we'll take care of them. And, and now they're busing them to wherever the hell they're busing them to other cities in, in, uh, in Texas, including, you know, Austin, Houston, Dallas. He says, uh, you know, we're, we're, Coordinating with the administration, with the emergency management coordinators in Austin and Houston, I believe even Dallas, too. Then it's really up to them to continue offering PPEs, masks, hygiene, whatever they require. The reason we don't, why we don't do testing is that once you test, there's an obligation. If they're positive, we're told that you have to quarantine. We don't have the infrastructure to do that. Uh, so once they get there, I, the, the city has contracted, I think, four buses. They fill up the buses, and they send them to, to other towns in, 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 in Texas, and I, I would assume uh, it would include San Antonio. The Biden administration is doing the same thing. They're not testing them because, again, once you test them, you have to take ownership of them in a sense. So we pretty much now know, without a molecule of doubt, that uh, you know uh, our the government, the administration, are just shipping these people who they don't know if they're COVID positive or they're not to all kinds of places. I mean, again, I, the mayor of Laredo is saying Dallas and Austin and Houston. 
But I'm thinking they're going uh, all over the place. I mean, uh, uh, you, you, if the administration is concerned, or if the Democrats in general are concerned about Ron DeSantis, don't you think a few of these folks are showing up in Florida? Don't you think? But make sure your your little kid, you know, has a mask on all day long and, uh, you know, in the third and fourth grade. No long-term uh, negative effects on your kid, of course. No, we're saving lives here. We're trying to prevent your children from becoming murderers by going to school without their masks on. Unless they're migrants, and it doesn't matter. Then <laughs> we just put them on a bus. And, uh, and what do you, I mean, what do you think about this? 210-599-5555. Who, who's the real enemy of the people here? You know, it's, you know who's the enemy of the people in this country right now? This is my opinion. Your own government and the media. And by media, I mean news media. Well, in culture, media in general, I guess I could say. The media and your own government are your enemies at this point, in my opinion. Now, the migrant crisis, the illegal immigrant crisis, the crisis along the border is a crisis on many different levels, but it sure as hell is a health crisis in regards to COVID. I mean, do you think there's a connection between this Delta variant and all the folks coming across the border? Do you think it's possible? Or am I just a a racist and I'm a hater be hating? Because, see, the the thing is, the morons don't care. I I know because we've had a couple of morons call this show and try to make the case that, well, no, there's no crisis along the border. He said it's all good. You know, they're taking care of it. You just don't want to wear a mask, Sean. You're just killing people with your show. So you don't think there's any connection between the COVID numbers going. We were leveling off in this country. You remember, right? When Abbott first started, let's stick with Texas. When Abbott first started opening up the economy, our COVID numbers had leveled off. Now suddenly we have major uh, spikes across the country. What's, I mean, yeah, when you're looking at a situation, you have to ask yourself, what's different? There's only one damn thing that's freaking different, okay? And it ain't about the vaccines. What's different is we have tens of thousands of people coming across the border every day. We don't know if they're COVID positive or not, and apparently a lot of them are. How do you deny that? Holy crap. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. And we're back. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Coming up, we're going to construct our own intersectional ideas. Or, I'm sorry, identities. We will be constructing our own intersectional identities on this show to determine who is an oppressor and who is a member of the oppressed. Two ones. But I want to take some calls on the border and the COVID. Uh, 210-599-5555. Laredo mayor, the mayor of Laredo is saying that uh, they're, they're busing people with COVID across the, the state of Texas uh, out of Laredo. Um, here's Brad. Brad, what are you thinking? Well, Sean, you know, I was reading in the Wall Street Journal today and all the headlines and predictions and prognostications all look bad. It's going to be mighty, mighty rough in this country. But, hey, at least we got no more mean tweets coming from the White That's House. That's right. No more mean tweets from that evil, racist Donald Trump. It's a new but day the, in America. <laughs> on the border thing, don't we have some kind of a law uh, that if a country has a COVID rate 
of whatever, I don't know, 15% of the population, whatever, we can say, all right, we're not letting anybody in from your country anymore because your COVID rate is too high. And we, we we block flights into or out of. We did that originally with Trump. Did that originally with China and, and Europe, and uh, he was called well, a racist. If and, you're if you're flying if you do listen if you're flying into the United States from Europe, you got to show that you've been vaxxed. That's a new policy. Unless yes. you just want to you know traipse across the southern border, then you're fine. And vice versa, if you're going to Europe from the U.S. Oh, uh, yeah. the, the 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 thing is, yeah, I don't even know what the COVID rate is in Mexico. And their health care system is probably like anything else. It's probably all uh, bogus and lies and underfunded right. and corrupt. So I don't know if we could even trust Mexican government data. No, probably. <laughs> I'm thinking probably not. I got to run, man. I'm thinking probably not. So as a, according to the New York Post, uh, American Express executives put together an anti-racism initiative in the days of the George Floyd riots. A group named Paradigm was uh, was hired was contracted to uh, encourage American Express employees to construct their own intersectional identities. In other words, based upon their skin color, their sexual orientation, their religion, their body type, their gender identity, uh, employees were asked to determine uh, whether they have, quote, privilege or are members of a marginalized group. Whites, males, heterosexual people, Christians, able-bodied, able-bodied people, and citizens, citizens would presumably count as privileged. This is from the Fox Business story. Employees of American Express were encouraged to practice intersectional allyship, which means if a black person or a gay person is in the room, you have to let them, and you're white, you, and you're a member of the, you know, the oppressors, you, you gotta let them speak first, you can't open your mouth. Uh, they were told that there are certain, uh, uh, uh statements that they they should not say uh because uh these sayings are microaggressions white employees were told at American Express to avoid certain phrases like i don't see color we are all human beings and everyone can succeed in this society if they work hard enough that's those are all racist microaggressions. Uh, I'm a white guy, and I just said them on the air. Oh, my God, I'm such a stinking racist. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, and I guess the shareholders are, are upset that they're hearing about this. They're really, really upset. I don't know how you create a better workplace or work environment by telling your employees to your team to figure out if they're either of the oppressed class or the oppressor class. It's kind of the same thing in the classroom, in, in, in public education. Um, and and it, you know what? If you're for this stuff, if you're for this, it's like, you know, we're seeing it across the board on many different levels. We were talking about the, the in Oregon, the governor of Oregon, I think it's Oregon, uh, did away with proficiency tests for students of color concerning reading, writing, and, and math. So you can graduate 
high school in that state and be completely illiterate. Someone please explain to me how this lifts up people of color. How, how does this make your life better? Or if you're, I don't know, you're, you're homosexual, you're gay, you're, you're a member of the marginalized class. How does, how does this stuff make your life better? Unless you just want people to be ignorant. I, well, it all, you know, Mr. Man, it kind of sounds like they want people to be ignorant. They want people pitted against each other. They want people to be functionally illiterate, because I'm sorry, but that's basically what we're graduating from high school right now, are people who are functionally illiterate in matters of how to, yeah, I mean, seriously, just how to use the damn language. Not to mention history and civics. This stuff is poison, man. It's freaking racist poison. How am I wrong? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero. Because you know we got people right, and they got the people in this town that believe in this crap. Your mayor is one of them. I wonder what his intersectionality is. Is he an oppressor? Because he's starting to feel like one. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on Newstalk five fifty KTSA. Hey, this is David Van Camp, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. (laughs) I'm Sean. News Talk 550 KTSA. Talking about American Express making their employees determine who's an oppressor, who's amongst the oppressed in their their search for intersectionality. And, uh, you know, if you're white, you're just, you suck. You're just, you're just an awful human being and you need to just shut up. And here's Matt. Matt, how are you doing? How are you doing, Sean? Great, man. What are you thinking? Hey, brother. Um, so I used to work, uh, at a restaurant near where I live. And when I was in the kitchen, there was a black gentleman that told me that I was automatically racist just because I was white. Cause you're a white guy, right? Of course. And uh, I told my manager, and he was actually as well black and gay. And he was black and gay. Yeah, gay and, and black. <laughs> but I, uh, I know you're a wordsmith, and so am I. So I came up with a, a terminology. If, if you want to hear it real quick, sure, very quickly. All right, sir. Uh, yeah, uh, if you're looking at skin color, then your eyes are aesthetically tone deaf. <laughs> that's cool. But see, that's just your privilege speaking. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate the call, Matt, because yeah, if you say anything like that, you can't say I don't see color because that's your, just your white, that's your honky-ass privilege showing. These are absurd times. Coming up next hour, we'll talk about the, the, the woman who uh, was trying to get her kid in, in, a certain, in Atlanta in a certain class with a certain teacher that the kid liked, only to find out that well, something a little hinky-winky was going on at the school. It's all, again, based on racism. Uh, any OnlyFans only, uh, only fans, fans out there? Anybody uh, doing the, you know, watching the OnlyFans thing? OnlyFans is a, is a thing, right, Chris, on social media where people, you know, people set up these accounts and you got to pay to like be their friend or, or watch the whatever they put on their OnlyFans account. Mostly, it involves people getting naked. We, <laughs> I brought this up to Trey, and I knew I knew when I brought it up, he was going to think negatively of it. Uh, Nita Marie is a is a OnlyFans model. 
she shows her naked ass all over uh, uh, her her OnlyFans page, and she has almost a million followers, and she earns one point eight million dollars a year with naked pictures of herself. She is also a self-proclaimed Christian who says Jesus that God wants her to strip. God, she became a Christian when God when Jesus appeared to her when she was six. She's forty-five years of age. And she believes her her what God wants her to do is to get Christian women to be more comp, you know confident and secure in their sexuality because men are repressing their their sexuality uh, in the Christian church. Yeah, the Lord does work in mysterious ways, huh? I no, I I don't know, I I don't. <laughs> I don't think God tells people to strip, man. Chris, do you think God tells people to strip? Thou shalt pole dance, you know, go forth and twerk. You know, I don't. I really, I don't think. I don't think the angel of God or Saint Peter is showing up in a vision, you know, with this chick. Go forth and twerk. No, just you know what, sweetheart, just enjoy your million bucks. You know, just enjoy your million. But please, don't bring God into it, man. Like. God had anything to do with you stripping and showing your own naked ass. You know, that'll be Hunter's next claim. God wants me to smoke crack and be naked on video. I'm going to rehab. It is a strange world, is it not? Just a strange how do you say that with a straight face? God wanted me to strip. No, he didn't. I mean look, look I don't know. I don't I don't speak for God in large measure. You know, I, 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 I'm pretty gospel-centric, and Jesus didn't say nothing about stripping. Before you follow me, take off all your clothes and get in front of a video camera. No, I don't think so. I don't remember that part in the Gospels, man. You know, so uh, if you if you can make a million dollars, because like it's not like I could show my naked ass on on your fans only or whatever and make a million dollars. Maybe, you know, some small change. Chris Nichols and Dimes add up. You know, you never know. <laughs> Does she go by Jesus Christ? <laughs> That's terrible, Jesus Christ. <laughs> She's a penthouse acostial. Uh So I, you know, I. It's like just make your million dollars. If you can look, if you can get a million bucks for showing your naked behind on you, showing your naughty bits on your on your your my fans thing. Good on you, man. All right. That's, that's easy work if you can get it, okay? But, man, don't bring Jesus into it, please. Do you have to bring Jesus into it? Come on. God bless her. Bless your soul. Bless your heart. <laughs> what is her name? Nita? What is it? Nita some money? Nita Marie? Yeah. Did you say she has a pole in her routine? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Her I've never seen it. Move is the crucifix. Oh God! Yeah, I wouldn't put it past her. If she's saying Jesus told her to strip, you know, I'm sure. Here, watch this move. You know. Ugh. All right. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Just yeah, the finishing statement. I'm fairly certain that Jesus has never, God has never told any woman to to strip. It just seems a lot of character for God. That's all. That's all I'm saying. 
Uh, when we come back, more COVID stuff. I'm going to talk about segregation in our schools. Yes, that's right, segregation in our schools. Also, party buses. A, a local uh, young lady was not allowed on a party bus uh, in, I believe, Florida. I'll tell you what that's all about. I'm taking up her cause, man. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. The latest report on consumer price shows prices show that we've expanded some easing. Uh, we, excuse me, the expected easing we thought was going to come has increased. That we are we've seen a good monthly report. Sean Rima, nine till eleven, News Talk five fifty KTSA and FM one zero seven one. What? What? What did, he, what did he just say? The expected easy. I tell you what, I didn't see no damn expected easy where it cost me thirty-five damn dollars to fill up my car last night. That ain't no easy. New stock five fifty KTSA. Hunter, um, two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Hunter Biden made you laugh. Ah, uh, this is a really disturbing story. This is uh, this is this is just nuts, man. A mom in Atlanta, uh, I'm sure you've heard, probably already heard the story, uh, Kyla Posey, has filed a federal discrimination complaint against uh, her kid's elementary school. Elementary school. Uh, and she wants people to know that this is, uh, this is going on, uh, and if, who knows how, you know, how, how much it's going on, but her, 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 do- her kid goes to Mary Lynn Elementary School. And uh, she wanted to place her kid with a certain teacher because I guess the kid likes this teacher, the teacher likes the kid, teacher's a good teacher, and uh, she wanted to see if she could get her, her she asked the, the principal, Sharon Briscoe, if she could get her kid into this class. And Principal Briscoe replies, she said that's not, well, Miss Posey quotes the principal as saying, she said that's not one of the black classes. And uh, I immediately said, what does that mean? I was confused. I asked for more clarification. I was like, we, we have those in the school? And the principal proceeded to say, yes, I have decided that I'm going to place all of the black students in two classes. Principal told the mom uh, her child will be isolated if they were put in a white class. Suppose he responded, I explained to her that she shouldn't be isolated or punished because I'm unwilling to go along with your illegal and unethical practice. She also talked to an assistant principal who confirmed it was uh, uh, Principal Briscoe's decision to segregate white students from black students. And the principal is black, and so is this mom, and so is the kid. They have uh, the assistant principal on tape saying, I just wish we had more black kids, and some of them are in in a class because of the services they need. Uh, So she's filed a complaint, a discrimination uh, complaint with the U.S. Department of Education's Office of Civil Rights. She wants the principal and the assistant principal removed from their jobs, and I think absolutely they should be. My God. 
Oh my God, man! Well, a big pillar of the civil rights movement, or a big uh, fight, if you will, of the civil rights movement was fighting segregation. And we're slow. We're not slow walking. We're 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 jogging right back into it, man. You know, and the fact that some black educators are in support of this is even more disturbing. My God, man, this stuff is just getting is getting pathetic. It's like the the governor is it the governor in Oregon who who you know no more proficiency tests for reading, writing, and math uh, because you know black kids and Hispanic kids can't they just don't test as well they can't pull it off. What the hell are we doing, man? Now life won't be a problem for them. Of course, of course not. The real world will treat them well. The real world, well, that's okay. You're because you're a black dude. Okay, you. We're still going to pay you a salary, but you don't have to. You don't have to perform. You don't have to do your job. I mean, that's kind of the implication. And how honestly? And I know this question almost becomes mundane because we ask it so many times over and over and over again. How on God's green earth, in just a handful of decades? Did we travel from Martin Luther King's vision, you know, at the mountaintop and all that, where the color of a person's skin doesn't matter? How did we get from there to just a handful of decades later, you know, thinking, well, skin color determines everything? Because in the country right now, for these pukes, skin color determines everything. If you are white, it doesn't matter who you are, what choices you've made in your life, how you were raised, or how you've lived your life. You're guilty. If you're black or Hispanic or, uh, I guess, gay or all three, I don't know, you shouldn't be expected to pass tests in high school. You shouldn't be able, you shouldn't be expected to produce a photo ID to vote because you're so stinking oppressed. You know, skin color determines everything. If you're a police officer and a perp, skin color determines everything. And, you know, as I've said over and over again, man, because largely these are folks from the party of science, right? These are people concerned with science and scientific truth or scientific reality, scientific theory. And yet they still buy into the moronic idea that skin color means something. They're also from the party of racism. Yeah, they are the party. They're right. The reason they tear down all those Confederate statues is because they're all Democrats. I just, you know, I it's, it's it's these are such stupid times, man. How the blank did we get here? How did we get here, man? How do we get and you know? Here's the here's the thing about it. The, the, people gave up their lives in the fifties and sixties for the idea that skin color shouldn't determine anything. Like you know, it shouldn't determine which water fountain you can use, which theater you can go to, where you sit on the bus. Again, Jim Crow, largely a, a predominantly something that was born of the politics of, of southern governors and southern mayors. Hey, you got to live with it, man. It's a historical fact. 
But those race warriors, those civil rights warriors, not just Martin Luther King, but anybody else who ever marched or got beaten up or lynched or killed because they were fighting against the idea that skin color means anything. And it shouldn't mean anything. How in a handful of decades where the technological advances of the human race are beyond comprehension, technologically speaking, what we are capable to do now and what we were capable of doing then, you know, one could argue we're at the height of our scientific existence, you know, right now, and yet we, we've, we've stumbled backwards into some of the most primitive thinking you could possibly imagine. It's very simple for me. Racism is stupid. It's a stupid idea. It doesn't make any logical or scientific. It doesn't make any sense at all. It, from, from whatever perspective you're looking at racism, it doesn't make any sense. Would you say it's Neanderthal thinking? Ooh. Yeah, it is. <laughs> My skin color says nothing, nothing more about me than your skin color says about you. It's like saying the size of your big freaking toe says something about you. It's, I mean, I'm just saying, it's, it's a, to me, it, it never even got to the moral stage, you know what I mean? Because for me, the whole racism idea stopped at stupid. It's just stupid. Do your freaking earlobes say anything about you, you know? Does your nose say anything about you? Does your ass say anything about you? No. Well, your ass might get you a million bucks on a, on a fans only page. But man, it's, the fact that we're right back there again, and somehow a lot of people feel justified in it, because I guess Whitey's got it coming, huh? Whitey's got it coming, you know, those damn crackers. They're guilty. They deserve everything they get. Okay, that's not social justice. That's not equity. That's social revenge. That's cultural revenge. That is saying, because of what we suffered in times past, you need to suffer now. It's deeply racist. Yeah, is it one of the pathways to socialism? You're damn right it is. But if, if, you, if, you're, if you're a person of color and you buy into this stuff, or even if you're some cracker liberal, some sanctimonious a-hole. Well, you know, seriously, because you hear that, you know, a lot, a lot of folks who say, well, if you're a white, you should shut up, and a black person comes into a room. Well, they're the first ones that talk for the black man, don't they? <laughs> you liberal idiot. They can't shut up about what they think the black man needs. You're the a-hole in the room saying they can't get it together enough for a photo ID. Ugh. You know, it's just amazing to me the 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 stupid the, the level of stupid in our in our moment here in history. So what do you think? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk five fifty KTSA and FM one zero seven one. I gotta settle down or my defibrillator's gonna go off and I'm gonna shut this whole radio station. Take it all, take it off the air. If I start sparking here, man, I gotta stay calm. Oh, Om. Oh, I'm sorry, 210 <laughs> 
Uh, you know, we're talking about a school in Atlanta that's segregating white kids from black kids because that'll work. That's bad. That's that's so good for everyone. That's how you fight racism. Here's Mike. Mike, how you doing? I'm doing well, sir. I appreciate you taking my call. Sure. Um, on the on the history or the recent history you were talking about for all of this, I guess, leftist ideology. I took a big interest in history, I guess, later in life in the last maybe decade or so, and I, to qualify why I don't think it's that recent that we're seeing all of this. First, let me say, I am of higher melanated content, so though I'm too ignorant to get an ID and, and work hard, you know, by leftist ideology, I think my research is a bit valid. So that being said, when you look at the Civil War, when the Civil War ended, we, I think most people would say the correct side of that war won. Things immediately started to get better for the United States of America. But those people that they were fighting against didn't just disappear. And I think because we really don't teach history purely and simply for what it was, I think the context of people who have these divisive ideas, these leftist ideologies, these segregationist type of evil ways of thinking, they didn't go anywhere and they've always been around. I think what we're witnessing now, the good guys, you know, the people who, regardless of what your religion may or may not be, the people who think better of something other than themselves, who would normally stand up for women, protect kids, and, and defend their communities and neighborhoods, I think too many of those people are on electronics, um, getting caught up in social media, and just not doing their jobs. So now we're getting to witness the people that have always been there, right. taking power and taking control, and most likely from the good people's own fault, we're going to suffer it. Well, I think you're right, and I and I and I I, I think the the problem because we are a very self obsessed obsessed culture and society right now. Everybody's just staring at their damn phone, and everybody everybody's looking for clicks and likes and all that happy crap. And it's all about me. It's all about me. It's all about me. And when you're all about just you, you're you're blind to the overall impact of things like racism, whatever, whatever racism, whatever which way it's going. The, the negative impact it has on society as a jet in, in general. So if, if you're the race baiting crowd and you're, you're the leftist or you're the, the, the leftist in the room, you need two things. You need a steady flow of morons and you need a steady flow of victims of people who view themselves as victims, whether they are or they aren't. Oh, yes. Oh, you know? yes. And, and the eye opening moment for me, and again, I'm of the higher melanated kind. Right. You know, all the scientific people out there. Um, I, I had a pretty militant phase because it was easy to sell me how unfair everything was. And when you're early 20s and you're just mad because you're mad at the world, you know, it's an easy sell. But right. one of the things that Malcolm X said before he was murdered by, you know, other melanated people, right. he talked about how one particular ideological group likes to infiltrate, and you hit the nail on the head when you said, why does it seem to self-righteous white people are the ones speaking for all of the black people? You know, <laughs> and, and it wasn't long after he starts awakening and coming to things, oh, you know, and I'm not going to get into the weeds on who murdered him, but right. it wasn't coincidence to me that when that gentleman started waking up, he ends up getting removed from this new awakening. Right. So 
You're right. As long as they've got enough ignorant, hateful, you know, I guess similar-minded people, and now that they're in power and control and running so much mm. of our nation, it's just going to keep revealing itself. But yeah. it's always been there. I agree, man. Uh, well, very. That's great. No, I agree with everything you said, man. Because and 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 I don't know how we stem the tide of this. I, I think really you're right. I think good people need to start standing up. And uh, we'd better, better because you keep filming these little kids doing everything that they're doing, or you keep just watching videos on TV, mm. they're like, wait a minute, that's outside of my house. Well, then, guy, it's too late. Yep, I agree, man. I got Mike, thank you so much, man. Yes, sir. Thank you. No, he's absolutely right. And I, I and that's what I say. The, 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 the folks who really just want to take over the whole circus, you know, they're in a sense, are using race to do that. I think he's right. I think they've always been there. That ideology's always been there. And, uh, uh there's, I guess I'm routinely surprised at just how many morons there are in this country. The level of stupidity and the level of apathy and, the, you know, uh, folks who, who really do care more about their YouTube videos and getting what they think they deserve than what's going on with the and the fact is that the forces of evil the guy the guys that mike was talking to the people that mike was talking about they are they're in the schools and uh we're, we're graduating people from high school i'm sorry that half the time are functionally illiterate and i'm not talking black kids hispanic kids white kids. i'm talking all of them because they're just not getting the same level of education you and i got a basic understanding of history of english uh, comprehension, language, composition, critical thinking, mathematics, science. And it's just not there anymore. I think we're seeing what happens when those people get on school boards. <laughs> yeah. Look at how these parents are treated by these school boards. They sit there like philosopher kings. And it doesn't matter if the parent who's upset, parent or teacher who's upset, is white or black. Both are discounted. Do you know what I'm saying? Both are are viewed like down the snoots of these people. They're just little people. They don't under. They're not nuanced or educated enough to understand the wonderful things we're doing for society. Blah. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSa. And we're back. New stock five fifty KTSA. I'm Sean. Hi. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Go to the phones here in a second. I don't know any other radio guy. As a radio guy, you know, we got a local story that's kind of uh, interesting to me. As a radio guy, I've hosted a few party buses <laughs> in my rock and roll days. In my life as a broadcaster, uh, you know, like at the beach. You know, where you're expected to, uh, you know, host a party bus. You've heard of the party bus. For the, Chris is like nodding his head. You ever do a party bus? I hosted one. You hosted a party bus? Don Morgan, never do a party bus? Yeah, we all have. We all have. That's how you make your bones. In radio, you got to host a party bus at some point. Uh, you know, and I, I'll be honest with you, I'm not a huge fan. I mean, you know, because, well, I'm just, Chris is groaning. I'm just, because it's the same damn thing, a party bus. 
You're the hired jackass that like it's the hand out the shots. Hey, it's Sean for the coast. Party bus leaving for Hooters at 7 o'clock tonight. You know, they always got like three idiot model types on the on the bus with you, with the implants going. People who can't form complete sentences. They're already chronic alcoholics by the time they're 23. Have you done so many of them that you can, like, watch people who, you, you watch the people getting on the bus and you know who's going to do what? Pretty much. You can tell, but this is the You're one. You're getting naked in yep. front of everybody. This is the one that's going to puke. You're going to throw yep. up. Yep. You're going to say something really embarrassing. <laughs> Maybe all of you. And you will probably get arrested. And you will get arrested. And I'll was, get paid. And there was always that one guy, <laughs> that one guy, you know, whoever I was with would lean over and say, Don, that's the one you need to kick his ass before he gets on the bus. Yeah. Yeah. We've all done our fair share of the party bus experience. Guy as well. I don't miss the party bus days. Like, Chris looks like he does. What? I like the guy who kept asking to pull over for the uh, you know the next liquor store. You know, <laughs> like you don't have enough <laughs> booze on but, that thing. But then he's it's the a rolling that, liquor store. But he's the one that missed the concert because he passed out on the bus. Right. You know? The guy. This guy doesn't make it off the bus into the club. Right. This is the guy that all the way to the show sat there in the back of the bus and you're trying to get give away prizes. Okay. <laughs> Sucks. <laughs> When are you going to give away something good? <laughs> Have another shot. Have another right. jello shot, Pard. Yeah. So I, I, I was glad when that stage of my career was over. I'm not a big fan of par- party buses. But we have a local woman, Fallon Melio, Melio, if I'm saying that correctly. And she does some TikTok stuff. And she talked to my SA. And uh, let's see. In July, she went to Miami with a bunch of friends. And they got onto some party, but they were trying to get onto a, they had already booked a party bus. <laughs> and they didn't let her on the bus because she's plus size. And the rules for the bus are, sorry, no big girls for this party. Oh, no. They did not. They did. Oh, that's awful. It is. And, you know, I, and, and, she she took pictures of the policy, and you know they didn't tell her when they booked the thing that this was a policy. Uh, and so she didn't get on the bus. And you know, I'll be honest with you, I looked her up because she's got like a she's gotten almost a million views mm-hmm. on a video she did talking about what happened. She's got over fi- now fifty thousand followers on TikTok. I looked her up; she's gorgeous. I don't. I'm not saying that. You know, I, I love my wife. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, what's her name? It's, uh, what is it here? She's from San Antonio, Fallon Melillo. And she's an attractive young lady. And, that, and, that, and you know, and I feel bad for her. Well, she's beautiful. She is. <laughs> Man, I would rent my own party bus just to... <laughs> <laughs> I'd kick all the skinny chicks off of her. <laughs> right. Hey, wow. Bean Paul, hey, Bean Sprout, off the bus. Fallon, you and your friends, get on here. I'm just saying, you know, that that's why I hate party bus. I hate that whole club crowd and the party bus thing. You know, if you want to meet some of the most vacuous idiots that you can ever interact with, get on some freaking party bus and freak in Miami. You're better off without them there, Fallon. You know, ugh. It's like the whole getting across the rope line thing, you know, and you got to look a certain way. And right. God, I always hated that whole culture. I was never a club guy, and, and I, I really detested having to do the party bus things. I can say that now. God, yeah. I hated them. Yeah, because as is often the case when you get back home, 
your evening has been laced with regret. <laughs> well, but I mean, but you're, you're, you are, you're dealing with extraordinarily shallow people that run these things half the time, and they populate them with these, like I said, these moronic model types, most of whom are probably strippers, you know, not the fun kind. Mm-hmm. Well, but you're, you're basically a babysitter for a bunch of drunk adults. A bunch of drunk adults. Yeah, I mean, I do the here with Ryan every day. <laughs> but See, that's he's, he's not even an adult. <laughs> but that's different. <laughs> yeah, that's we got nothing against big girls in my world. You know, I'm just not saying. You know what a what a it's horrible, man. Yeah, I can't figure that one out at all. Party buses. <laughs> you know, part the whole party bus phenomenon is even worse now with the social with social media because now they all sit around getting sloppy, pukey, drunk, taking group selfies. Mm-hmm. Well, they're all making duck lips, you know, and it's like, oh, just stop. They're all doing that pouty thing. All holding their legs up in the air to show their shoes. Yeah. It's always the same. Boobs hanging out. Yeah. With some moronic guy with way too much product in his hair, thinking he's the coolest dude in the world. It's like, no, none of you are cool. Hey, let me drive. <laughs> let me drive, man. I can drive. I can drive. <laughs> you know. My dad was a bus driver. <laughs> There's nothing worse. Then a bunch of club rats, like, high-fiving each other. Mm. Woo-hoo! I'm so messed up! High-five! Party on! You know, I never hung with those people. I, I didn't want to hang with those people. I was more an elegant, poetic drunk. I sat in the dark, <laughs> dark corner of the room, getting softly time, hammered all by myself and writing poetry. Yeah. Hating everything. Hating everything. And I hate party buses. I do. Sean wasn't a bro. I wasn't a bra, man. He tried to high-five me, I'd kick you in the groin. He was a no. <laughs> he wasn't a bro, he was a no. I was a no. I was a no, bro. <laughs> high-five, bra! I'd spit in your eye with deep hatred burning in my eyes. I hated the whole club set. I did, man. That wasn't my gig. But I did my time in the party buses. Sean dealing with little drunk dudes named Jerry. Guys that I could outdrink in about twenty minutes, you know what I mean? Because that, that's, that's, I mean, that's what you get on party buses. You get a bunch of freaking amateurs, man. Three Jello shots and their heads are spinning around. He's not, you know. And the thing is, I can attest to, to the fact that you are indeed telling the truth. I am, man. I've seen it happen. <laughs> like the dude must have a hollow leg. Where's he putting all this? Amateur stuff? hour, man. Club dudes are amateur dudes, man. Anyway. So so anyway, Fallon, if you're out, you're probably not listening to this show. <laughs> but, <laughs> probably would, not. It's probably safe to say. <laughs> I'm certain she's not checking out the Sean Ryman show on KTSA, yeah. but Fallon, you're beautiful. Don't you worry about no damn party bus, man. What a bunch of schmucks. 210-599-5555. Don't throw your sh- show under the bus. Well, we'd party with you anytime, Fallon. Well, I can't anymore. But anyway, you know my point. Two one zero five. Speak for yourself. <laughs> Don will. Don on Don and Chris will party with you. <laughs> Sean <laughs> sitting on this at the bus stop with his little battery pack. Yeah, <laughs> eating, eating, eating kale kale bars. All right. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on their stock five fifty KTSA. This is Jack Riccardi. Stay connected to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. All right. Final few moments of the show. I'm Sean. Phone my number 210-599-5555. Let's uh, catch up on some calls. Here's Lupe. Lupe. Lupe, how you doing? Uh, you're doing well. How are you, sir? Pretty good. How you doing? 
Oh, uh, doing well. Hey, listen, uh, I want to bring up the issue about the race issue. Right. Uh, th- there's a, a reporter uh, named Elaine Ayala uh, that wrote an art- article about the phrase, uh, come and take it. Right. I don't know where these people get the idea that that is a racist oh, yeah. phrase. I mean, Chris, what was the school? We had a kid call up and say, UTSA, that their football team has that slogan and they're going to probably get rid of it because they say it's racist because it's the ideology of the insurrectionists of june 6th and that's inherently racist it's a bunch of crap man right yep. I, mean, I mean come on the, the the defenders of the alamo of texas right the, the majority were mexicans and tejanos right so where did we get all saying that this is racist i have no idea man I have no I'll idea. What, I'll tell you what. During the, 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 not to change the subject, but uh, we, we were defending the uh, the cenotaph. Oh yeah. Uh, our mayor, our illustrious mayor Nuremberg, called us Ku Klux Klan members. Of course, I remember. I well, he's a jerk. There, <laughs> he's he's a jerk. At, at City Hall, I confronted mm. him and I asked him, "Why did you call me a Ku Klux Klan member?" And they cut off my microphone. Of course, he did. <laughs> Hey, man, well, you got a microphone here, Lopey. I appreciate the call, brother. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you for taking the call. Yep, rock on. Let's go to Steve. Steve, how you doing? I'm doing well, Sean. There is uh, there is definitely a deficit of racism, a racism deficit in this country. I heard that term the other day, and it's just spot on. And this has led to a severe shortage in this country of real racism. So the Democrats have done it what they always do, and they create a false, phony, fake racism that right. does not exist. I'll tell you, I was in a, a restaurant on the west side of town uh, over the weekend. Uh, it's called Pancake Joe's. It's kind of a west side version of Magnolia Pancake House. Right. And I was in there with an acquaintance who is all into this, uh, we don't like Donald Trump and uh, racism is real and it's everywhere. And we were in there and we were waiting on our food. We were just, and I happened to look around and there was a huge variety of diversity. Many of them sitting at the same tables, breaking bread with each other, laughing, enjoying fellowship. And I was looking and I I told my, my acquaintance, look at all the racism in this restaurant <laughs> and they looked over and looked around and i it's like i could see the light bulb go off mm. but there was no response they, they looked back at me and and just an empty mm. and God. i think i ruined their breakfast because <laughs> they sat there for the rest of the breakfast having to think for themselves Democrats hate Republicans because and not Republicans, I'm sorry. Democrats hate conservatives because we are capable of thinking for ourselves and right. practice that every day. Well, that's why I, I get insulted in a sense when our mayor describes this town as being just riven with racism. Remember the you know the Chinese American Asian American racism uh, we need a, we have an equity office now to handle San Antonio's race problem. Like where where, where are you hanging out, man? Because I don't see it. It's I don't see it at all. I see quite the opposite in San Antonio. It's extremely insulting. And again, you, you mentioned Asian Americans. I am telling you, the diversity at that place Saturday morning right. when I was there was just off the charts. I just happened to, I notice it a lot. I always point out to people, here's the the racism that Democrats say exists. Where is it? I'd never see it. Right. 
But I always pointed out, these are real Americans in real America. This yep. is real America, and those are real Americans. And they're racism does not – systemic racism is a myth. Democrat racism is reality. Right. I got to go, man. Is a myth. Right. Democrat privilege is reality. I agree, man. Uh, thanks for the call, Steve, as usual. I appreciate yeah, it, brother. Man. Yep. Bye-bye. Well, he's, tr- he's right. I've I've told you told you this before. I've lived in racist towns. I've lived in racist towns where you had one side of town for the blacks and you had one side of town for the whites, and nobody crossed that damn line. And depending on your skin color, you didn't go into certain stores, you didn't get hired to do certain jobs. I mean, I've lived it. I've seen it. San Antonio ain't that, man. <laughs> and I, I've you know in my ten years here now, I've traveled to just about every corner of this city at one point or another. And I don't see it, man. <laughs> I just don't see it. This is the most diverse town I've ever lived in in my life, you know, and I moved around a lot. And I see quite the opposite. And so I, I, I do. I get insulted when, when our city leadership starts going off and, oh, you know, we got to fight racism here in the city. Oh, we need some equity. Uh, you, know, you know what you can do with your equity, dude. People don't care. People are beyond that in San Antonio. God, from the very beginning of this town, the the defenders of the Alamo were quite the diverse group. (laughs) You know, they really, really were. Mexicans, freed slaves. So whatever. Well, I guess I'm out of time. I can't take any more calls. I love doing that on the air to make my point. That's kind of a verbal period. You know what I mean? Like, end of statement. I hope it doesn't annoy you too much. Uh, Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins coming up next. I love that show, man. I check it out every damn day because they some cool dudes, man. Three cool dudes talking smack about the news. And you notice that they'll give each other crap when they disagree. It's fun. <laughs> when they don't, when they disagree on something, they don't hold back at all, man. What a great show. Thank you, Chris. Thanks to our executive producer, Elaine Rodriguez, Mr. Don Morgan, and my good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.